Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy. I am your host, your friend. I'm a Salt Lake City-based podcaster, content creator, all that. I uh, figured I should probably introduce myself because I know a lot of you are new here. So that's me. Um, welcome. If this is your first time right off the bat, if you guys could pick up your little phones, subscribe, rate, review on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts, that would be perfect. That is the best thing you can do for me and to support me and so I can keep doing this. So thank you in advance for doing that. This week... I am late recording again. I always try and record on like Wednesday or Thursday and I'm late because my whole week has been taken up by a new cat that we got. Um, Matt's been begging for a kitty and I I don't know why. I just like haven't been into the idea and his birthday's coming up and so I thought I would just surprise him with one and it's actually been super fun. Cats are like way easy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they like came potty trained. Nobody told me that. I thought it was like training a dog. So anyways, we have a new little kitty. We're not really sure what his name is right now, but we like him. So that has kind of taken up my week. And then I have been organizing, of course, Chick Flick Madness, which we are going to get into a little bit later. We have a very full episode. Um, but first, I want to start off with something we haven't done in a few weeks, which is a Dum Dum Club check-in. We have a lot of entries that I've been saving for the last few weeks. And if this is the first time you're hearing of this, let me tell you what the Dum Dum Club is. So this is a club I created a little bit by accident, but I'm glad it stuck around, where we talk about all of the things, all of the very obvious things that we should have known, but we did not learn until adulthood, which will make more sense as I tell you guys some of these submissions. So the first one, which I think is my favorite one of the week she submitted and she said, I couldn't figure out why so many TV shows had an episode called Pilot. She, so we, <laughs> she said that her and her husband started a new TV show and she noticed that one of the, the first episode was called Pilot. And she was like, hey, I wonder if they took that from the other show. Like she didn't realize that most uh, TV shows have a pilot episode, which is the very first episode, just in case anybody else out there is still learning. This is a safe place to talk about these things. You're not going to get made fun of. We might laugh a little bit, but honestly, my dumb thing that I did this week, do you guys know that little Miss Patriot uh, Instagram? I know you guys know. I thought that was a parody account. Like I thought it was a comedy account. So like, yeah, do I think that I should probably be made fun of for that? Probably. But I also think we should just laugh and move on. So uh, if anybody else out there is wondering, Little Miss Patriot is actually serious. So um, just a little thing to keep in your mind. Okay, next, Dum Dum Club submission. So a really common one that I have is that you guys grew up thinking that the Disney logo, that the D was a backwards G, which like, yeah, of course, so did all of us, which is honestly not that crazy. It does look just like a backwards G. This one was a new one. She thought that the Disney logo, the Y, you know, it's kind of loopy. She thought it was a silent P at the end. <laughs> so she grew up thinking Disney was spelled D-I-S-N-E-P, which honestly, it's not that unbelievable. There are weirder words out there. Um... 
Okay, next, she said that she thought the mini are the mini tent models at REI were for dogs or dolls. <laughs> I will say I have never stepped foot in an REI. I don't go to REI. I don't go to what's that other one? Like, I'm not I'm not an outdoor gal. Like I've literally never purchased an item for outdoor activities. So I'm not sure, but I Googled it and they are mini and they do look like they're for dogs. Honestly, I might get one for my cat. They are pretty luxe. Um, okay, this next one is for my Utah people. Sorry, I try not to do Utah specific things, but this one was really good and I also didn't know this. So I wanted to put it in here. So she was driving down Center Street in Orem and she passed Mountain View High School, which is also where my husband went to high school. And she was like, wow, there I can the mountains are so beautiful from here. And she was like, oh my gosh, I have a great view of the mountains. That's why it's called Mountain View High School. And then she thought about a neighboring high school called Temp View, which is a great view of Mount Temp. That's crazy, right? I have never thought that. I have never put those two things together. So just for all my Utah dummies, there's one for us. Somebody learned this week that Joe Biden and Mitt Romney are different people. Okay, that's definitely an important one to know uh, in the current situation. But I'm glad you learned. That is great. Honestly, they're, let's see how far apart they are in age. They probably are not that far. Okay, Joe Biden age. Joe Biden is 70. Okay, okay. Mitt Romney might be way younger. Oh, no. Joe Biden is 77 and Mitt Romney is 73. Honestly, it's not that crazy that you got them mixed up. Okay, I hear, I hear you. Here's a fun little story that I will tell you guys. So I lived in Boston when I was a kid from ages three to six for three years. And I lived in a little town called Belmont. And the Romneys were like in our neighborhood or like near us or something. Anyways, he and my dad knew each other. And I was obsessed with my twin dolls. Do you guys? Yeah, you guys remember those my twin dolls. I got one every single year for my birthday. I don't know why because it's not like they ever looked different. But anyways, I got my twin doll. Apparently, Mitt Romney owned that thing, that company. <laughs> and he brought me a, a mini version of my my twin doll. He brought my twin doll a my twin doll. So anyways, that's, my, that's like my one and only Mitt Romney story, but uh, I do have that memory. And it was not Joe Biden. So I'm glad we learned that. Next. Oh, this one is so good. Okay. She thought that by curious meant for anything. Like it meant you're just curious about two things. So for those that don't know, by curious is used for somebody who identifies as like heterosexual, but they're curious about a homosexual experience. So they're like bi-curious. And she was using it for like everything. Like, oh, I'm bi-curious about these two menu items, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, another popular one. Sorry. I, I, I have like kept these, kept a note of all of these. And so I'm just keeping track of how many times they're mentioned because I want you guys to not feel alone. A lot of these are mentioned more than once. Some of them are very specific, but this one is one of those that's very popular. So a lot of you grew up thinking that chest of drawers was Chester drawers. I'm going to be honest with you here. I have never said the phrase chest of drawers. I've never, I, I would never use that. Like if I saw one, if I saw a chest of drawers, I would just call it, oh man, I don't even know what I would call it. I would just call it drawers probably. Or like, man, I know there's another word for that. Uh, can't think of it, but I have never used chest of drawers or chest of drawers. Um, another common misconception, somebody thought might as well was minus well, minus well. Um another one asking for a friend. Okay, this one, this one, like, when you guys were explaining to me what you meant, it totally made sense that you thought this. So, you know, when you say asking for a friend, like, okay, does anybody know how to reheat three burritos asking for a friend? So a lot of you thought that it meant like, I'm asking for somebody to be my friend, which makes sense. Like I'm asking for a friend here, you know, but I'm pretty sure what it actually means is I'm asking for a friend. Like, it's like you're asking something a little bit embarrassing. And so you're saying like, 
I'm asking for a friend. Like, it's not me wondering this. It's a friend wondering this. So can you tell me how to reheat these burritos? I'm asking for a friend. So then you don't have, you know what I mean? But it's obviously said like sarcastically. So let, that one was good to clear up. Another one. Oh, this one, this one's new. So she thought that POTUS was just a fun Latin word. <laughs> she did not know that it was president of the United States abbreviated. Honestly, I don't know if there's any fun Latin words. Latin is like the scariest language. Anything haunted is always in Latin. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah. Uh, this one's more of a fun fact. Aunt Marge from The Prisoner of Azkaban, I believe. Yes, Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter movie. Aunt Marge and the Trunchbull from Matilda, same actress. I have a strange obsession with finding connecting movies that the same actors are in. Let me tell you one that I had last night. So I started that Ratched, Ratched, I think it's Ratched. I don't know. I only made it through the first 15 minutes. I started watching that Ratched on Netflix. And the okay, if you've watched it, you already know this. If you haven't watched it, it's like literally the first five minutes, there's a guy who like kills like 40 people. And at first I was like, okay, he looks familiar. Is that Jake Ryan from Hannah Montana? So I do a little digging and I'm like, no, it's not Jake Ryan. That's so weird. Anyways, I started Halloween Town High because I'm on a Halloween Town kick right now. And the guy who likes Marnie is played by the same actor who kills all those people in Ratchet. That is like a very specific connection that probably four people will understand. But I just really enjoy that. I like I like following careers of like low-key actors. Uh, next, she thought elbow grease was something you bought at the store. So when somebody tells you to put a little elbow grease in it, you just run down to Ace Hardware and grab a bottle. Somebody thought that retired vet on the signs of like that homeless people hold, she thought retired vet meant veterinarian. <laughs> that is probably so confusing. You're probably like, what's going on in the veterinarian industry? Like something's happening where all of you guys are ending up here. No, it means veteran, veteran, w veteran, veteran, or veteran, which they should be treated better. Somebody learned that Johnny Depp is American. Yeah, Johnny Depp, I don't even know what planet he's from, except I think he was born in Kentucky. He has 18 different accents. I don't even think he thinks he's American. Somebody learned that valedictorian, she thought that it was valid Victorian. And honestly, those both make equal sense. Like, what is valedictorian? I don't know. I wasn't one, clearly. And one of my personal favorites, she thought that albinos was like a ethnicity. <laughs> so I am pretty sure if I can like dig into this a little bit, I'm pretty sure that she thought it was like Albanians and like albinos were from Albania, which I mean, sure, that totally, I hear you. Oh, I do have a last one. Somebody thought that Fabletics was pronounced Fable Ticks. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. English is stupid. English is a stupid language. If like people who learn English as a second language are so incredibly impressive because it is an impossible language. Every single rule that we have, there's more things that don't follow the rule than do follow the rule. Does that make sense? Like I before E except after C. There are so many words that are E before I. Like weird. There, like every you can. There, there's a whole. There, I, there's tons of stuff online about this about how messed up the English language is. Like how every single language in the world says says pineapple the same like let me tell you in other languages pineapple in other languages it's literally a-n-a-n-a-s in like 50 languages and then americans i mean people who spoke english were just like yeah let's call it a pineapple even though there's no pines and no apples i feel like we could do a whole episode on this should i just google some of these stupid things in the english language the most annoying things about, okay, this is for real. Like we're just hanging out because I'm just, I'm just here on the internet looking up fun facts to tell you guys. Uh, we say an hour and a half, but not two hours and a half. That's weird. Yep. Okay. Talk about prepositions. I obviously don't know what a preposition is. Uh, okay. This is actually pretty boring, but I will post some fun facts for you guys on my Instagram. How about? All right. I love all of you dum-dums. I love that this is a safe place to not be very smart because 
I had a complex about my intelligence my whole life. I've talked about this on an episode before, but I skipped a grade as a kid. I like tested out of second grade and I went up to third grade after first grade or something. And I always thought that I was way smarter than I was. And as I've gotten older, I've really embraced the things I don't know. And I kind of love it. It is so much easier to live when you're not trying to be smarter than everybody. Have you guys noticed that? Like when you just accept that you can't know everything and that there's a lot of stuff to learn. Let me wax poetic for a moment because we've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast and on my Instagram about the gray area. You guys know I love me a gray area. And how I've landed here is kind of through this same technique, accepting that I don't know everything, accepting that whatever, what pick a topic, any topic, there's going to be two sides to it. And I have found myself being more okay with saying, yeah, I don't know who's right, but I like some things over here and I like some things over here. And I'm going to be okay with the fact that I'm not very educated here and that I can still learn. I'm not saying that I've perfected it. I definitely have times where I'm really stubborn or really like, I don't know, just too confident in what I think and that I'm not open and I'm not open to learning other perspectives. But it's just, I don't know. I just feel so free being like, yeah, I'm a little bit stupid and that's fine. I'm never going to like be on a podcast and be like, let me tell you guys all the facts about something because I don't freaking know. I don't know any of this stuff. So many of you are right and so many of you are wrong. And I'm just in my gray area and I like it. I like not being smart. I like learning and I like being okay with that. So there's my, uh, there's my thought for the day. You guys do have some questions for me that you submitted and I will answer those at the end if you want to stick around for that. But let's get into chick flick madness. So I'm not going to talk specifically about the competition or the voting or anything like that because I know a lot of you listening are not doing that, which is obviously totally fine, but you're dead to me. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, we are just going to kind of talk about some of my favorite chick flicks, least favorite chick flicks, overrated ones, I think. I think this might be a lot of spicy takes. You guys may not be very happy with the uh, with my opinions on some of these chick flicks because some of the really popular ones I don't like at all. So just hang in there. Just love me no matter what. I love you. I've seen your brackets. I've seen, I've seen you who have chosen Valentine's Day over when Harry met Sally. Okay. I saw that and I'm not judging you. So don't judge me. But Chick Flick Madness started in, I will just give you guys this, this little pre, uh, uh, what's that word? Preamble. (laughs) Is that the constitution or like Gettysburg address? Don't remember. So in March when COVID hit and lockdown hit and the world, you know, flipped on its head, a couple of my friends who have their own podcast called Sweet Film Talk, they started a sports movie bracket because March Madness had just gotten canceled and they did it on their podcast and it was awesome. So I was like, oh, good idea. I'm going to steal that, but I'm going to make it chick flicks because uh, while I know there are some faithful men out there who listen and could I just say I love you? I love that my male support. A lot of guys who follow me, I think don't like me very much. And I'm not saying that like, I'm not trying to be a whiner. Obviously, I just do. I'm a girl. So I have a lot of female centric stuff to say. And a lot of so many males are just here supporting and loving. And I love you for that. So thank you for being here. Why was I saying that? Oh, because that's why I started Chick Flick Madness because so many I had so many female listeners. And we did it back then. There were some bumps in the road. I wasn't really sure how to run it, how to do the bracket, how to rank them. It was just a little bit of a mess, but still really, really fun. And now it's been six months since then, which is, whoa, my body just rejected that. It's just crazy that it's been six months since then. Wow. So I thought it would be a perfect time. There's a lot more of you here, a lot more of you playing and listening. And I'm so happy because I think it's just going to make it a thousand times more fun. So if you want to do the bracket, it is on my Instagram. This comes out, this episode will be out Monday, the 28th. And this is the week that all the voting will go on. So sorry, I said I know I wasn't I or I know I said I wasn't going to talk about this. And now I'm explaining it. But I promise this isn't the whole episode. Uh, the voting will start. And I hope you guys participate, even if you don't, didn't fill out your own bracket, obviously still vote. And yeah, but I will tell you guys 
I w- I'm not going to go through my bracket and tell you guys like who beat who. I'll post it if you guys are interested. But I do just want to talk about a couple of my favorite chick flicks, a couple of my least favorite, and some that I think are a little bit overrated. So let me know what you guys think of my picks. Oh, but I will tell you my winner. I'll tell you the, who won- wins my bracket at the end of this. But um, there, there has been some... I've had some pushback, <laughs> which... I don't know, guys. It's a weird time. I just think everybody's looking for something to push back at. You know, like everyone is so emotionally charged. Everything is so upsetting. And like, it's like every day we get more news that upsets us. And it's just everyone's on high alert. And so I think even with really simple, fun, petty things like the chick flick bracket, I still think so many people are like on their emotional high horse (laughs) and they come at me like I posted some of them so many people have beef with the the movies that I chose and I'm like okay I get it I get that you wanted two weeks notice to be on here but if I left off I don't know the fault in our stars somebody would have come at me for that like this was a no-win situation there's probably 18,000 chick flicks and only 64 slots on the bracket okay and then on top of that chick flick is an umbrella term it's not a specific genre. It covers everything. There's rom-coms, there's there's romantic dramas, there's coming of age, there's period pieces, there's girl power movie. There's a million, okay? I use chick flick pretty loosely. And I picked the ones, honestly, that I'm most familiar with and that I think are the most universally loved. So that is how I chose. I ranked them by their Metacritic score. I tried to be as objective as possible. But if I forgot a movie that you really wanted to be on here, I invite you to not tell me and just deal with it. Or better yet, why don't you make a bracket? And then I will be sure to message you and let you know which movies you missed. Okay? I'm doing my best here, guys. This is, I I don't mean to be this person, but this is a... this is a free activity. You you paid me $0 for this. So it's not going to be perfect because if you want to pay me, sure, I'll throw a little 17 again on there. Yeah, absolutely. Kate and Leopold will get the number one slot. If you want to slide me a 20, I will consider that. But you didn't. So I chose them. Sorry, I'm a little sassy. I had a lot of caffeine. (laughs) But let's get into some of my favorite and least favorite. I'm going to go down the list of the movies that were included. Please stick around. Even if you didn't do the bracket, you will know these movies. And yeah, get ready for some really hot takes. So I want to say a lot of people, when I released the bracket, probably the number one comment I got was, well, when Harry Met Sally is going to win because When Harry Met Sally is the most perfect chick flick ever. That was the most common comment. It's crazy. So many people said that they thought it would win. Guys, last time when Harry Met Sally lost to Enchanted, okay? We have to stop. Okay. Oh man, I'm actually I'm more nervous about this episode than like a lot of other episodes I've done because these feel them these opinions feel the most controversial. But with a lot of these chick flicks, they are old, okay? They're late 80s, early 90s. A lot of them still hold up, for sure. A lot of them have not aged very well. And you guys are not going to like that I say this, but one of those is while you were sleeping, for me. It did not age well. It, I, I think the story is a little bit creepy, like, it's very bizarre, and it's ne- it has never been my cup of tea. However, I will say this. Chick flicks are so emotional, and we have such a strong tie to them because these are the movies that, like, raised us. You know, I, for those of you that don't know, which I say this all the time, so I'd be shocked if you didn't know, I'm the youngest of eight kids, and I have seven older brothers, so I have no sisters, and I seriously felt raised by these women in these movies. So a lot of them I have a very, very, very emotional connection to, like... Uh, Miss Congeniality, for example. I watched that every single day for so many months of my childhood. And I had to watch the edit. Did you hear guys' parents make you watch the edited version? I had to watch the edited version growing up and I did not know a lot of the lines until I was like 20, until I had seen the non-edited version. Not important. But I just feel so connected to a lot of these women. And I know that a lot of chick flicks are very, very flawed. I know that so many characters in them have 
deep flaws that are that honestly, if they were made today, I know people say that about a lot of things, but I don't think they could be made today. But I like that. It's part of the nostalgia. It's part of the relatability. I think that we see a lot of strong female protagonists now, and they are really aspirational. And I look up to a lot of them, like like um, Ray from Star Wars. That's random, but I think she's like one of the best female her- heroines of all time. I I love Ray, but I don't relate to her on a lot of levels. You know, she's very heroic. She has some like some heroic flaws, but she's not like a girl next door, like somebody you know, like my big fat Greek wedding girl is. You know, like that girl's just think she's ugly and is trying to find a guy to marry. Like that's the level I'm on. <laughs> like that is the relatability that I can get down with, you know? So I don't know. I think a lot of them have not held up in in my humble opinion, but I know, I know so many of you have those ties to those old movies. So it makes sense why this is such a hard bracket because yeah, like the people who chose Valentine's Day over When Harry Met Sally, the people who love When Harry Met Sally would not believe that because it's it's their life. But um, yeah, I I didn't choose Valentine's Day over When Harry Met Sally, but I don't like Harry Met Sally that very much. I know it's good. I actually had to watch it for a class like a couple months ago. And I, I know it's great. I know it holds up for a lot of people, but it's not my favorite, but I, I did choose it. Um, another movie that I love that actually makes it to my final four and this is a very this is very specific to my age range i think i'm so i'm 26 almost 27 so if you are close to that by a couple years you probably have a, an emotional attachment to lizzie mcguire <laughs> lizzie mcguire felt like when i didn't have a personality i just relied on lizzie mcguire's personality you know, like I was like, oh, let me just repeat things that Lizzie McGuire says. Let me wear things she does. And that's how I will have a personality. So the Lizzie McGuire movie, I still, this is not a joke. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I will sob. I will sob at the end. When she and Isabella perform what dreams are made of. I mean, come on, in the Coliseum. I mean, it was epic then. It's epic now. I love Lizzie McGuire. Not to mention that it's very, uh, I don't know. It's just, I don't even know what, I don't even know if relatable is the right word because how many of us, you know, get, you know, discovered in Rome as an international pop star. But there's something about Lizzie McGuire that feels very relatable. You guys know exactly, if you love her like I do, you know exactly what I mean. And I love her to the depths of my soul. So that did make my final four. And yeah, um, a couple others that I do like, but I don't have very strong opinions on Bridget Jones Diary and Sweet Home Alabama. Great movies, not like in my heart and soul, but I'm here for them. Um, okay, this one. Oh, man, this might be my this might be the dumbest thing I can ever say on a podcast, but I'm just going to say it. And please, I'm just like preparing for the backlash, but I've never seen Clueless. I've never seen it. I've never seen Clueless. I'm sorry. I promise. I promise I will watch it. I will watch it this week. I swear on my cat's life, I will watch Clueless. And I'm so sorry that I haven't seen it. I'm so sorry. I do think that that is the only one on here that I haven't seen. Yeah, I'm almost positive it's the only one. Oh, okay. I'm just going down the list here, but I want to make it so that those of you without lists are, you know, still hearing my opinions. (laughs) obviously. Another one that I love that I think is probably age specific is Princess Diaries. I love Princess Diaries. That also made my final four. I'm really showing my, my age here because yeah, I, I, I don't have a lot. I don't have like any oldies in my final four, but Princess Diaries did make my final four. I don't know how I could say no to Julie Andrews. It even went up against Bridesmaids and I love Bridesmaids so much. It is the reason I love comedy. Those women in Bridesmaids are my all-time heroes and I want their faces tattooed on my butt. But Princess Diaries is just, let me tell you why I love it so much. Michael Moskowitz is the best boyfriend on this bracket. Change my mind. Change my mind on that. I I love him. I love him so much. He honestly reminds me of Matt. <laughs> I think <laughs> right as I said that, Matt sneezed. That was weird. It's like he sensed my... That's okay. I was talking about you. 
<laughs> anyway, so I do love Michael Moskovitz. I love Princess Diaries. It was one of those things that gave me a fantasy that I didn't even know I had, like becoming a princess. Another Dum Dum Club uh, submission that has to do with this. A lot of you are now learning that Genovia is not real. And honestly, it might be. It, it might be somewhere. They're probably living like under the radar in a happy little utopia and under the rule of Julie Andrews. And I wish that I lived there. So yeah, um, another one, of course, that I love is She's the Man. I think She's the Man is a, I think that won quite a few brackets. It is a really popular one. Uh, very quotable, maybe the most quotable one. If you have a more quotable, I think Easy A and She's the Man probably have the two most quotable scripts. So Another, this is, man, I hesitate with these hot takes because you guys are going to get spicy with me and it's fine, but I want to tell you a movie that although it advanced past the first round for me, I I don't like it. And I think it's overrated and I don't, I'll just say it. Okay. Crazy, stupid love. Crazy, stupid love is overrated. Let me tell you my exact thoughts on it. First of all, any of you who love it, I don't know how you stomach that babysitter. She ruins the entire movie. The entire, like, do you guys realize she is a predator? Like she's a predator. If that was, if the genders were switched, are you kidding me? It is the most bizarre, unnecessary storyline in the middle of an incredible movie with an incredible cast. Emma Stone uh, I almost said Michael Scott, Steve Carell, Julianne Moore, Ryan Gosling. I'm pretty sure Josh Groban is in it too. Correct me if I'm wrong. But that babysitter ruins it for me. It is so hard to overlook. It is exactly like the storyline in Back to the Future where he's trying to hook up with his mom. Like it's that bizarre and that unnecessary. It is so weird. I have no clue how you guys overlook it. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this would be such, this would be a perfect movie, a perfect chick flick if that babysitter was not in it. Also, the actress who plays her was on America's Next, I was almost said How to Lose a Model, <laughs> was on America's Next Top Model, hated her then. I hate her now. She ruined that movie for me. I can never watch it again. Every time somebody brings it up, I die inside. My heart dies. Josie and the Pussycats is a weird... Oh, sorry, I just totally transitioned way too fast. But Josie and the Pussycats is a weird choice. But I watched it all the time growing up. So I get why... I don't know. It's a little bit obscure, but I loved it growing up. It actually beat Never Been Kissed in my bracket. And Never Been Kissed is like the most iconic. I am not a... Nicholas Sparks gal. Sorry, I hope this this episode isn't too all over the place, but it might be. I'm kind of just word vomiting all my chick flick thoughts. But uh, a Nicholas Sparks, yeah, I, I'm not a Nicholas Sparks girl. Uh, let me name the ones that I hate. Uh, the Longest Ride. I think that's Nicholas Sparks. I hate that. I hate The Last Song. I hate uh, Dear John. I, I, I don't know. Every time I see a Nicholas Sparks, Safe Haven, ugh, the lucky one. No. Absolutely not. They always, the thing with Nicholas Sparks movies, they always have like a fairly sweet, normal story going on. And then they like to throw in an extremely, uh, or an extreme storyline like Dear John. Let's talk about Dear John really quick. So it's like pretty normal. You know, this guy's in the army. They're together. 9-11 happens. He has to stay for an extra two years. They're trying to work it out. It's like a very normal, normal thing that's going on. And then she marries her elderly neighbor to take care of his autistic son while he has cancer. I mean, in in what world? I mean, in what world is that A, like creative, B, interesting to watch and see in what world does that happen? If you know anybody who has married their elderly neighbor to help take care of their autistic child while they die of cancer, let me know. That's why I don't like Nicholas Sparks. There's always a very weird aspect to it. And I just, it doesn't ever sit right with me. So yeah, I am not a Nicholas Sparks gal. Um, so on the bracket, uh, the last song went up against Sleepless in Seattle. And I mean, will Sleepless in Seattle ever age. I love Sleepless in Seattle. That is one of those that I feel like does really well, uh, or it has aged really well. 
Okay, let's keep going down the list. We're going to talk about Titanic. Titanic. Oh, you guys know we watched, or Matt watched it for the last, oh my gosh, for the first time last week. I've seen it a billion times. It is the most epic romance story, I believe. That 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 might be just my opinion, but it is the most, yeah, just the, the movie, the budget, the awards, the acting, the cast, the everything. It's just the most epic. And I, I love it. I could I will never get sick of it. I could watch that probably three times a week and still feel just as much joy as I did the first time I saw it. Um okay, let's keep going. The holiday I love. Um I got in okay, I, I did put this on my Instagram a while ago that I didn't think that Jack Black was a great fit for the holiday. I love Jack Black. I love him so much. I actually really like him in the holiday. But was he the best choice? I don't know. And I got some flack because a couple of you were like, well, we should have realistic men in chick flicks. Like they shouldn't all be about, you know, absolute tens with washboard abs. Okay, like I hear you. Like I hear you that like that's really hard on men. Like I am so sorry. I'm so sorry that they have such an unrealistic standard. Um do you want me to talk about the standard that women have in movies? Okay, I'll tell you. So, find me a movie where a woman is a normal size. So for normal, I mean, that means like not sample size. So above a size six. So find me a movie where a woman is above a size six and the story does not revolve around her body, um, her losing weight, or comedy about how chubby she is. How about you find me that? How about we find an actual... Like, it's always an ironic part of the chick flick. Like, I know that there's one with, uh, I think it's Chris, Liam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, one of the Hemsworths, and Rebel Wilson. And they like, I've never seen it, but I guess they like each other. He likes her or something. Like, that's the gimmick. Like, that's the joke, is that a guy who's a 10 likes a girl who is bigger than a size. Like, that's the whole joke. How ridiculous is that? In in the holiday, does anybody ever mention Jack Black's size or face or teeth or height? No, literally no. Because if a guy is funny, then that's all that matters. But if a girl is funny, she's also chubby and funny. Nobody's ever just a funny girl. Okay, so don't come at me with that stuff. I'm spicy about my chick flicks and I will fight to the death until we have a good female protagonist who is not focused on losing weight to get a guy. Okay? Okay? I want a romance. I know that there's a lot of movies lately with about female friendships and the girls are all different sizes. I get it. But how about a romantic comedy where it's not a joke that the girl is plus size? Yeah? Okay. That's it. I'm oh, my fat rolls are actually they started sweating when I began talking about that. Okay, another movie that I am deeply deeply attached to is What a Girl Wants. I have loved What a Girl Wants for so, so long. Let me tell you a funny story about it. So my mom took me to see What a Girl Wants in theaters. And it was right when I was going through puberty. It was like right when I really needed to start wearing a bra. Like you guys know that time of your life where like you're cutting glass, like you need to be wearing a bra. So at the end of What a Girl Wants, uh, when Libby comes to meet Daphne at the at her like uh, debutante ball or whatever when she comes up or when she flies to London... Daphne looks at her mom and she's like, mom, you look amazing. And then she goes, are you wearing a bra? And the mom goes, duh, or something like that. And then afterwards, my mom like totally tried to use that as like an in to like talk about bras because I was the, I was the worst. I would not let my mom talk to me about anything with puberty. And honestly, it's because the word is puberty. Like we should change that. But she like totally used it as like, so that was funny that they like joke about bras. Like, do you think, like, what do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so now I always think of my mom and bras when I wear or when I watch that movie. But it is, yeah, one of my favorites. I think that that boyfriend is like one of the most underrated hotties in all of the chick flicks. He's also in Raise Your Voice, which not good, but he is hot. And Colin Firth. I mean, how do you deny Colin Firth? He is 10 out of 10. So I do. I love it. I love a daddy daughter 
moment. I love those. And it's a very sweet movie. So now we are moving down the list. I'm at Legally Blonde. And I will tell you guys this right now. Legally Blonde won my bracket. It won my bracket for me. It is the most, uh, what's the word? My brain. The most pivotal, most uh, essential chick flick. Elle Woods is one of the best female protagonists of all time. And also, I think it touches on several different topics that are that are that still hold true today. So, I mean, it, it talks a lot about, you know, expectations of women and what they can or cannot do based on how they look. It talks about female friendships, you know, with her and Vivian. It even honestly touches on things that relate to like the Me Too movement with what happened with her professor. It talks, you know, it has the storyline of, Oh, why did I want to call him Emmett? I know. Was, oh, yeah. Emmett is her boyfriend, but then Warner is her ex-boyfriend. It talks, you know, it has that storyline going on. I don't know. It just felt like Elle Woods was the first, were the first movie, or sorry, Legally Blonde was the first movie that I saw that really was encouraging women to be smarter than the people they're in the room with. And I still love that. I love that that is its main theme is that it is all about not being afraid of how smart you are or how, you know, big your personality is or what you can bring to the conversation to not make yourself small. And I don't know, I I still love it so 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 much and it did not win my bracket last time. Devil Wears Prada won my b- bracket last time, but I just did a little bit of soul searching. Devil Wears Prada did make it to my final four, which means my final four was Lizzie McGuire movie, Princess Diaries, Devil Wears Prada, and Legally Blonde. And I still love Devil Wears Prada. I still watch it quite often. I watch it on days I need a little pump up. And I don't know, for me, Legally Blonde, just it just made sense. So that is, yeah, that's that's what I think of that. And then let's just, let's skip on down to Devil Wears Prada. And I'll tell you guys what I think about that. Devil Wears Prada, it did win my bracket last time, but let me tell you why it fell too legally blonde this this season <laughs> this season of Chick Flick Madness because Nate from Double Wears Prada is the worst character in cinematic history and not only is he the worst they try and make you, it, it's not like he's a villain that you don't like he's the villain that she gets back together with I I'm not it is it has bugged me more and more the older I get because I see that like I I just I cannot get over it. I have a three part series on my TikTok of why Nate is the worst. He is degrading. He's misogynistic. He's insecure. He's rude. He is not supportive of like she has. And he gets this job at Runway, right? This coveted, highly wanted job at Runway. It's like getting a job at Vogue. Obviously, that's what it's based on. Can you imagine if you got your dream job at Vogue? And your boyfriend made fun of the way you look and said, how'd you get the job? Was it a phone interview? Can you, I would literally invite that man to drive his car off a cliff and not lift his foot off the gas. Like who, who does that? And then it's not that she overcomes that. I wish that they never got back together. I wish that she learned that she didn't need him. But at the end, after she's quit her job and she's like, a normal person again with like a bad job and whatever. He's like now cool to date. Like now that she's beneath him again, he can date her. Like, no, it is so no, it's no. That's all I have to say about it is no. (sighs) Okay. Another extremely, extremely quote. Oh, this, this maybe, maybe uh, takes the cake for quotable mean girls. You can't go wrong with mean girls. Mean girls and bridesmaids are really my two female-driven comedies, honestly, not even female-driven, just comedies in general that I love with my whole heart. Uh, Those SNL women in both are just, are flawless in every single way. And I love Mean Girls. I'll always love it. Somebody actually told me last time, they said, well, Mean Girls shouldn't be on there. It's not a chick flick. Mm, What? Mm, What? Mm, Yes, it should be. It is actually the definition of a chick flick. It's a flick about chicks. What are you talking about? Uh, okay, a few last ones that didn't make it too far on my bracket, but that I still love. I love How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That one last time. I'm very curious to see how it does this time. Um, 
Notting Hill, I love Love Actually. The opening quote of Love Actually was hanging on my wall all through high school and it's still my favorite. Actually, you know what? I should I should read it to you guys. Okay, because I think it's very relevant and I think it would be a happy little a happy little nugget to end on. So let's do quote opening. Okay. Let me read this to you guys. I hope this like I hope this this warms your soul. Um, okay. This is, it's the prime minister speaking. So I believe it's Hugh Grant. I always say Hugh Jackman. Lots of Hughes getting mixed up. Okay. He says, whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about the arrivals gate at Heathrow airport, general opinions starting to make out that we live in a world full of hatred and greed, but I don't see that. It seems to me that love is everywhere. Often it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there. Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, old friends. When the planes hit the two towers, as far as I know, none of the phone calls from the people on board were messages of hate or revenge. They were all messages of love. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky, oh, whoops, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around. That is maybe the best quote from any of these movies that I had that. Yeah, I had that on my wall all through high school. And it's still one of my favorites. Uh, Wow, I feel emotional after reading that. I remember the first time I went to Heathrow Airport, I was like, I stayed for like two hours. And I was like, this is what Hugh Grant was talking about. And it wasn't as romantic as it was in the movie. It was just like, you know, like stale donuts and like smelly people. But it was still a good time. So there's kind of my I mean, I, I know I went through that pretty fast and there's still so many. on. If I didn't mention it, it's not because I don't love it. I just tried to touch on my absolute favorite ones. And that's that's them. So yeah, my final two that go against each other are Princess Diaries. Sorry, if there's a weird like hop right there, it's because I just pushed a button that I don't think was correct. But if I didn't mention it, it's not because I don't love it. I love so many of these movies. My main my main overrated one is honestly Crazy Stupid Love and While You Were Sleeping. Those are the ones that I, I really am not on board for that I think so many people love. But nevertheless, I love your picks. This is a safe place to com- to debate chick flicks. Hey, I am all about a chick flick debate. If you want to get in my DMs and as you want to have a lengthy convo about them, absolutely always open to that. Um, and now I have a couple questions that you guys asked me that I will get to. So uh, these are just, I do this at the end of episodes, sometimes just a couple random questions that I got throughout the week that you guys wanted me to answer. And I am nothing if not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Have you guys noticed how slow my brain has been? I'm nothing if not at your service to answer the questions you guys have for me. So somebody asked me if I'm an early bird or a night owl. I am 1000% an early bird. I love the morning. I love early, early, early mornings. And I think that I started loving them when I was working. So I was working at a ski resort in their restaurants. And I was there so early in the morning for, I don't know, a year. I was there at like 4.35 in the morning. But I just, I just decided that I was going to like it because I had to be there and I was working. And every single morning I drove up the canyon. I watched the sunrise at this beautiful ski resort before work and I started loving them. So I've just tried to keep that up. And I don't know, I just feel really good. I would rather have a really early morning and get a bunch of stuff done and then have a lazy afternoon than have a lazy morning. So I don't know. That's, that's me. Matt is very much a night owl and would rather... I actually, post, sorry, I'm always like referencing things I posted, but I know a lot of you guys don't see them. But when we were dating, I had a 6 a.m. math class when Matt and I were dating and he would work all night. So he would go to his studio and he would work from like 10 to 5 a.m. because he's just a psychopath, I guess. And then at like five, he would cu- I would wake up and he would come pick me up and we would go on a drive and listen to music. And then he would take me to math and he'd wait for my math class to be over. He'd come pick me up and then we'd go home and fall asleep. And it was like the best time of my life. And we still, I feel like we're still a little bit on that schedule. Like he is still up late all the time and I'm up early every single day. So yes, I am an early bird to answer your question. Somebody asked me, how do you build the confidence to speak your mind? Oh, I need like a, I need a psychologist to, to tell me this because honestly, the answer is that like, I think that what I have to say is important and it's probably not very important, but I just, most of the things I say and the opinions I share and the, 
all of those things. I just really believe in them. I just, I don't say anything unless I actually believe it. And if I say it and I don't think it's right, I try and correct myself immediately. And part of that goes along with what we talked about earlier that I know I'm not the smartest person in the room. And I like that. I like that I have a lot of things to learn, but I feel okay believing in what I say because I I feel like it's honest. I feel like it's like as honest as I can be with myself. Wow. Did any of that make sense? Or did I just like have a major breakthrough? Not sure. Um, but yeah, everybody should speak their mind, especially women. We need we need a lot more of you guys to be speaking your mind. And what you have to say is important. Not only is it important, you have something to say that nobody else can say. I think that's another thing that got me to start the podcast and start the bad broadcast in general is that I had a confidence in like, I can do something that nobody else can. And that is not specific to me. That is true for every single person. You have something that nobody else has. And the world needs it, like like immediately, like ASAP. So find it and share it because it's important. Um, oh, a random one. Somebody said, is Maddie the original spelling of your name? M-A-D-I. It's not. My When I was born, my parents spelled my name M-A-T-T-I-E. And then somebody told me that that's how you spell fatty. And so I changed it. So thank you to elementary school bullies for ruining my life. I should have kept M-A-T-T-I-E because now I'm married to Matt and it would be cute. We'd have like the exact same name. And the last one, somebody said, can you please give us your take on the Huff siblings? Okay, random. But I will defer to my girl, Jackie Schimmel. If you guys don't listen to the Bitch Bible, it is the best. She is super mean and super funny. And she hates, well, I shouldn't say she hates, but she always talks about Julianne Huff. And first of all, if you haven't seen the Kinergy video of Julianne Huff, which is pretty much just her getting a demon pulled from her butthole, um, you should really give that a watch and then let me know your feelings. Also, I'm pretty sure her and Derek have hooked up. So that's kind of my thought on that. And I think that that is a wonderful place to wrap <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> I love you all so much. Always submit to me your Dum Dum Club submissions and your questions for me. Thank you so much for being here and for supporting me. Really, this I say it all the time, but this is like the best part of life. And I love meeting you guys and talking to you guys and arguing about chick flicks. It's the best. So be sure to follow me on Instagram so you guys can be voting this week. And... I can't wait to see who wins because at the end of all of this, we are going to be watching the movie virtually, but together. I'll set a time up and we can all start at the same time and just start a big group message and we can chat. I love that. Also, the month of October is going to get very spooky. Something I love about my account and my podcast is that I don't really have a theme. And so I'm kind of free to go wherever I want. And I can just kind of pick topics. So October is going to be dedicated to spooky, not scary, not horror, but some spooky stuff. And I will keep those you guys updated on those. Please follow me on Instagram at the bad broadcast, subscribe, rate, review, and you get 20% off of my website of uh, on the t-shirts if you use the code podcast, which makes them $20 even, and there's no shipping, uh, no shipping costs. So let's clear those out, get ready for some possibly new stuff sometime soon. And I think that I have heard enough of my own voice and you probably have too. So have a great week. I love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>